keto it's the buzzword what is the ketogenic diet and how can it help you lose weight Hi, my name is Kevin Davis. And I'm Danae Davis. I am a physician assistant who has been in practice for over 25 years. In the last several years, not only have I incorporated the ketogenic lifestyle into my own lifestyle, I've helped hundreds of patients in my own clinic and as well as online help them implement the ketogenic lifestyle into their life. We have done this and they have seen tremendous results. The reason that we want to do this podcast is to help other people learn exactly what is the ketogenic diet, how they can do it healthy, and achieve the long-lasting results that we have, that we have achieved. More than likely, you're here because you are either interested in the ketogenic diet or you are on the ketogenic diet right now. And we're here to help guide you in either way. We can give you the pointers to help you uh, overcome some of the stalls, some of the difficulties, some of the confusion that you may read online. We want to be able to uh, ha- be the go-to source for you so that when you have questions, concerns, or you're just stuck and want to know more, we want to be the place where you can come to and get trusted advice. For each podcast, what we're going to do is going to set it up to where we're going to have a Keto Question of the Week. Now, this Keto Question of the Week is going to be different topics that uh, we get asked all the time. So more than likely, you'll be asking these questions yourself. Then we're going to uh, expand on those questions, how we uh, implement them in our lives so that you can implement in your life and, and achieve the results that we have achieved. Okay, so our first question of the week is, what is keto and how does it allow me to lose weight? We get asked this all the time. Absolutely. It's a, it's time and time again, people get this one confused. But what, what we're going to do is we're going to start off with uh, simply, a ketogenic diet is one that is low in carbs, moderate protein, and high in fat. Now, each of these food groups are called your macros, and we're going to give some examples of each. We're going to start with the carbs. Now, carbs are things like bread, pasta, potatoes. But we, but before we move on to the next macro, I want to explain some, explain something to you. There's a difference between something because something that's called essential and non-essential. If it's essential, that means that your body has to take this in. Uh, It has to come in from your diet. It can't make it itself. Non-essential means that your body can make these things. So when we're talking about carbs, basically we're talking about sugar. So uh, all carbs are non-essential. You can live the rest of your life and never have to eat a carb because your body can produce these. So I want you to remember that as we go on uh, through this as far as what the ketogenic diet is. Now, the second macro is uh, proteins. Now, uh, different proteins are things like eggs, uh, meats, uh, those type of uh, food groups. Now, with meats, and we'll talk about this in later episodes, is if something is uh, grass uh, or grain-fed, or I'm sorry, grass-fed, grass-finished, then that is the best choice that you can have. Now, we realize uh, realistically that you know sometimes this isn't possible, either because you can't get it or it's just too expensive. We want 
to be able to uh, present to you a lifestyle that is being uh, that is able to uh, continue and something that is not just a one-time uh, trip to the grocery and this is all the time all that you can get at that time what we want to do is be able to give you uh, plans and hope that you can continue this as a lifestyle for years to come now the third food group is fats now we're not talking about bad type of fats we're talking about good type of fats some of the bad types of fats are like corn oil uh, vegetable oil margarine the good fats that we talk about are uh, avocado oil um, olive oil eggs beef butter uh, those things that are more natural and not processed foods because overall the keys that we want to uh, let you know to living a healthy lifestyle is to be able to decrease your sugar uh, eliminate any processed foods but when we eliminate sugar, you know, that's a, uh, a source of energy for your body. And as we ch uh, at, uh, something that we'll explain later on is when you eliminate the sugar from your body, you still need the energy source. And that's where we're going to talk about where the ketogenic lifestyle comes in. Now, most people come to us for weight loss, and that's okay, uh, because with, uh, uh, with the weight, it's something that you can see that people struggle with, you know, it's something that you look in the mirror and you say, you know, you, you may need to lose some weight. But our goal is not to uh, just have you lose weight. Our goal is to be able to increase your health span, not just your lifespan. Now, what I mean by health span, you know, uh, we have children and we're starting to have grandchildren as well, too. And one thing that we want to be able to do is live a healthier life uh, until God uh, decides this is not our time, our, our time here on earth is up. So we don't want to live the last 10 years of our life uh, being uh, ill, having to uh, go to the doctor's office all the time because we're, we're not taking care of ourselves. Uh, we don't want to have our kids to uh, have the burden of taking care of us. Now, we know that, you know, nothing is... Um, for certain we know that we can't control everything but we know the decisions that we make today can help uh, live us a better life in the years to come so what I want you uh, to understand is when we're talking about the ketogenic lifestyle it's more than just weight loss It's something that's going to help you hopefully live a longer healthier uh, life well that's what I was gonna say a lot of people say keto that's not healthy for you they think um it's an all-you-can-eat bacon and cheese fest, which we like bacon and cheese, but um, so many people confuse it and say, oh, that's not healthy for you. How can you just eat like that? And people don't realize when we say, or when you're talking about scientifically low carbs, that when you're talking about um, even 20 grams of carbs, when you're talking about how big of a salad with greens or broccoli, cauliflower, good vegetables, good grains, how much you can't hardly eat as much as you could eat. Um, your body, you just couldn't eat everything that, uh, the amount that uh, 20 carbs get you for those type of good carbs. Yeah, because when you start switching your uh, food sources from the processed foods to more natural foods, uh, you know, your, your calories for the same amount of uh, grams of food uh, such as like a bowl of broccoli uh, versus a bowl of ice cream. I mean, the calories, are, there's just no question there's a major difference. 
And one thing that uh, we want to do with the ketogenic diet is uh, as we uh, come across research, and I read about this stuff every day, uh, the amount of research that is showing that positive benefits uh, from the ketogenic lifestyle is, is growing each and every week. More studies have been done to show that this is the way to go. And a lot of it has to go, uh, go back to, to the foods that you've been eating. Now, there's, there's one major uh, marker that we can look at. Uh, it's a collection of different uh, blood uh, tests that you can do. And what it is, is it can measure inflammation. Uh, inflammation, we think, uh, is the uh, cornerstone, uh, the groundwork for a lot of chronic diseases. And one of the things that the ketogenic diet does is it, it decreases the amount of inflammation in your body. And, you know, you're going to be able to see this on some of your blood tests, but also you're going to be able to see this sometimes in your physical symptoms. Uh, I've had patients, many of them, that they uh, uh, start the ketogenic lifestyle and the amount of medication that they have to take for joint pains uh, has dramatically uh, decreased or they're off of them altogether. So there's a lot more than just weight loss with the ketogenic lifestyle. So let's go back and, and then talk about this. So basically, the ketogenic diet is low carbs, which means not just you can eat a few pieces of bread. It means what what do you mean by low carb? And give us an example. Low carb is you're getting your carbohydrates from vegetables. Uh, initially, we try to hold the fruits, uh, and that's, that'll be a future episode that we talk about fructose. Mm -hmm. But you're getting your carbs from vegetables, which are a natural source. It's nothing processed. Uh, a lot of the things that have a lot of carbs in them right now uh, are processed, and uh, they come in bags, or they come in cans, or they can sit on the shelf for an extended amount of time. And those are the things that we need to kind of stay away from, get out of our diet, and go more towards a natural type carbohydrate. So you're talking about like broccoli and cauliflower, spinach. leafy, yeah, spinach, leafy greens, tomatoes, mm -hmm. all those things. Okay, then we're talking about moderate protein. A lot of people think it's an all-you-can-eat. Again, like I said, all-you-can-eat protein. They don't even... They don't even look. They just grab a bunch of lunch meat. They grab some cheese, and they think then they're on the ketogenic diet. Yeah, a lot of times when people uh, first hear of the ketogenic diet, the first thing to think about is the same thing as Atkins diet. Right. And uh, while true that the Atkins diet is a low-carbohydrate diet, the difference between the two is that uh, the Atkins is a high-protein diet. So what we do here in the ketogenic lifestyle is we have a moderate amount of protein. Uh, when we talked about the essential versus non-essential, there are 20 amino acids and protein. Uh, eight of those uh, you have to get in by your diet. So you have to take in some protein, you know, whether it be fish, uh, beef, uh, lamb, uh, chicken, those type of things. And they have different types of amino acids. So it's good to get a, a variety of those, uh, but it's not an all-you-can-eat meat diet. Right, right. And then so then we're talking about fats, good fats. And I think a lot of people, as soon as you say fat, they automatically think, oh, no, I'm going to have a heart attack. I can't have this fat. What are you talking about? And again, um, which will be in a future episode, we can talk about the the amount of grams of um, calories that are in each macro, that type of thing, that it doesn't take a lot of olive oil, avocado oil, um, of olives, those type of things to get in good 
fats. So what what are when you say get in good fats? What are you talking about? Well, what I do is I have a bottle of uh, olive oil or avocado oil in my office. So at lunchtime, if I'm having broccoli, salad, or something along those lines, or even sometimes green beans or a chicken or anything along those, uh, I'll get a tablespoon or two of avocado oil or olive oil and put them on that. And that will increase not only with my calories, and we'll talk about calories and feeling full in a later episode as well with ghrelin and, and leptin, which are some hormones. But what it does is it adds quality fat to my meals. So while I do eat bacon, uh, I do eat cheeses, I eat, do eat those things, most of my oils are coming from uh, the source that are, are more beneficial for me, such as the uh, avocado oil, uh, olive oil, uh, real butter, uh, eggs. Uh, those are all excellent sources of uh, good fats. Right. And so, again, people aren't realizing it's not a huge amount of fat you're having to get in to get your good fats and your good oils. Even like with salmon or tuna has fats, correct? Yes. The good uh, fats. Salmon has good fats. Tuna doesn't have a whole lot and you okay, have to yeah. add some of that uh, to it. But, uh, yeah, uh, and the uh, natural sources of the omega-3 fats, such as salmon, is uh, a very good source. Olives, uh, adding to your salads, uh, those type of um, additions really add up uh, to uh, increasing the amount of fat that your body is taking in. Okay. So, um, then to uh, address most people's concern, how does keto help with weight loss? Isn't it all about if you just take in, like if I wanted to eat, um, you know, a piece of cake, uh, whatever, and as long as I'm under, you know, 1,200 calories um, and I burn 1,500 calories or whatever it is, shouldn't I just lose weight? Yeah, that's a very uh, common uh, misconception. Uh, it's been, uh, I think, uh, marketed very well. Um, let me just go take you through a little example I take through uh, people is uh, let's pretend that you're eating 2,000 calories. Uh, you maintain your weight. That means you're burning 2,000 calories. So the old, ad- the old adage of uh, eat less, move more Let's say you go down to 1,500 calories. Well, you'll lose a little bit of weight, but then what happens is your body kind of plateaus and you start burning 1,500 calories. So you go down to 1,200 calories. You lose a little bit more weight. What happens? Your body plateaus because it starts burning 1,200 calories. And you can ask yourself or ask anybody who has tried to, quote, diet in the past is they've cut calories, they've lost some weight over a week or two, but then it stops. Well, because our body, if I'm not, I'm correct in that, our body is very good at maintaining staying the same homeostasis, homeostasis right yes yeah okay it, got that because if, that. if you think about it if you if your body needs 2,000 calories and you take 1,500 in and you do that for the rest of your life and your body does not adjust eventually you're going to waste away because right. you're just going to turn into nothing because you keep dropping and dropping but we know that doesn't happen yeah so the question is if it's not calories what is it now, from uh, my research and, and from uh, the, the reading that I have done over the past several years, uh, I think that uh, weight loss uh, is all due to your hormones. Now, 
uh, when I say hormones, a lot of people automatically think of testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, but we have many hormones in our body. We have your thyroid hormone, your cortisol, ghrelin, leptin, and, and if we go into a rabbit hole with each one of these, which we will in future episodes, you know, sometimes it can get lost. But what we want to do today is kind of make it simple for you, and we're going to start with the one uh, hormone that I think is uh, the major player as far as weight loss and that is called insulin. Now, when I say insulin, most people think of uh, blood sugars, which it does have some things to do with your blood sugar, but it does other things as well, too. But one of the things it does is when you increase your insulin, what I want you to think of uh, is that you increase your fat storage. When you decrease your insulin, you decrease your fat storage. So insulin equals fat storage, whether that goes up or that goes down. So what we try to do in a couple of different ways, and we'll start off with the one by what you eat, is we try to control insulin by the type of food that we eat. So our ultimate purposes of eating is to give our bodies a source of energy, right? So we've got two sources. We've got sugar and fat. So we're either a sugar burner or we are fat burners. Right. So let me start with sugar because that's what most people uh, in America following the uh, standard American diet are using as an energy source. And I'll give you some stats here so you can kind of get an idea as far as sugar in your body and what is needed. Uh, right now, probably flowing through your, your uh, arteries, you have about one teaspoon of sugar. That's assuming that your sugar is around 100. Uh, you know, if you're diabetic, it may be more. But let's just use that as an example for now. So if you have one teaspoon of sugar, which is about four to five grams, that's all your body has right now that's flowing through your arteries. Now, the American Heart Association, uh, and I got these off of uh, their website, recommends that for kids, the total intake of sugar is about 12 uh, grams per day. Females, it's about 25 grams. And for males, it's 36 grams. Now, that's total intake uh, per day. And one, one thing that I want you to try to uh, think about right now, especially if you drink regular uh, Coke or Pepsi, or it doesn't matter which one, but if this one is not sugar-free, the average 12-ounce soda has about 40 grams of sugar per day. Now, if your kids are drinking uh, one soda per day, in that one can, they're drinking three times as much sugar as they should. If you're a male, that's all the sugar intake you should take per day. So when we when they recommend the grams of sugar per day, you know that's in your foods and everything else that is included. And again, if we go back to the uh, example of a bowl of broccoli and a bowl of ice cream, you know there's a lot more uh, sugar in that bowl of ice cream than there is in the broccoli. And it depends on how big your bowl is. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's my problem because I eat way or I used to eat way too much of that. So. Going back to where we started, uh, source of energy. So in the standard American diet, the, when we're eating sugars and carbs, uh, this gives your body an en energy source of uh, glucose. And this is where most people get their energy. Now, uh, again, you've got about four to five grams of sugar flowing through your body, but you have about 2,000 total calories stored in your liver and your muscles of sugar, uh, of glucose, and that's called uh, glyc uh, glycogen. Uh, 
and, and when we get to this, uh, another point here in a minute, you'll understand uh, this is important because with the ketogenic lifestyle, if we still have the sugar that's flowing around or stored, then we'll never be able to get in uh, to ketosis and be able to burn fat for energy. So now we understand that the standard American diet has an intake uh, of sugar and of way too much uh, and what we have to understand is when we have that sugar that's flowing around in our body uh, that excess sugar that we take uh, in is going to be stored in fat cells now if you are somebody that uh, if your body needs uh, let's just use the for males if they need 36 grams of sugar per day and you're drinking three cans of cola per day and let's just use that as your sugar intake well that's three times as much sugar as you're taking in than your body needs and the problem is that excess sugar is going to be stored in fat cells and that's where insulin comes in when you increase your sugar what happens is your body increases the insulin production. Your insulin takes hold of that sugar and, and puts it into fat cells. Now, this is a, a protective way that your body uh, uses these excess calories and excess uh, glucose as energy stores. Because I, I want you to think about if, if we were here and it was two, three hundred years ago, and uh, during those times, a lot of times there was feasts and there were famine. You know, sometimes uh, winter months may come or, you know, if they're hunting for the food and they couldn't find anything for a couple of days. Well, that excess uh, sugar that was stored in your fat cells can be then used as energy. Well, now we don't have that problem. We have a grocery store. We have restaurants. Uh, most of us don't miss a meal. So when we continue to take in that excess sugar, it gets stored as more and more fat. And the problem that we have there is it goes to your your liver. And um, there's a, um, a diagnosis called fatty liver. Uh, fatty liver, all that means is that excess sugar has been stored as fat in your liver. And it's there for uh, future use. But the problem is we never get to the point where we use that. As more and more fat is stored in that liver, uh, there's a syndrome that's called insulin resistance. This insulin resistance is uh, where your body has to produce more of the insulin to uh, get the uh, sugar out of the blood and put it into fat cells. Now, when if it, when and if you've ever been uh, diagnosed uh, as if uh, as having fatty liver, uh, that's a telltale sign. That's a red flag that should get your attention. Uh, uh, there's a lot of metabolic problems going on, and that'll be a topic that we discuss in the future. Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, kids being diagnosed with fatty livers. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in in the medical world, if you had a uh, problem with your liver. Uh, 40 years ago, more than likely you were an alcoholic uh, because that was the only time they ever saw uh, people having uh, uh, fatty liver. Now, I got kids as young as 12 years old who are diagnosed with fatty liver. And and it's it, all the sugar and processed foods, the fruit juices, the Coke, the... Yeah, and a lot of times right now, they, they don't have any, quote, medical problems right. but they have a fatty liver and they're setting themselves up for a lot of medical problems way before the age of 30 right so now that we understand that, that their body can use sugar as an energy source uh, but 
the good news is your body's very resilient. And as we talked uh, above, uh, that your if your body does not have the sugar, it can use another source, and that source of fuel can be uh, your fat. Now, fat overall is a much better source of energy. It's more of what we call, climate, quote, a cleaner type of uh, energy. It can be used uh, for uh, many uh, different uh, interactions within your body. And uh, that is what uh, the ketogenic diet uh, is uh, using for its for source of energy. But, you know, when, when someone comes from uh, having a standard American diet and they want to start the ketogenic diet, uh, a couple things has to, has to happen first uh, before uh, you can start getting to this uh, energy store in fat cells. Remember, we talked about insulin, and um, as long as your insulin uh, is around, it's going to limit your body being able to get into the fat cells uh, for energy. So the first thing you have to do is take away the quick access of sugar to your body. Now, uh, when you have sugar that's in your blood, there's an enzyme uh, called the hormone-sensitive lipase. Now, this uh, enzyme, what it does is it breaks down the fat cell to get to the energy. The problem is, is if you have insulin that's uh, floating around in your bloodstream, this enzyme is deactivated and it can't get to the cell to break it down for energy. So. Uh, why is this important? I'll go over that in just a second. But the second thing that has to do is, remember I talked about glycogen? Uh, glycogen was the uh, storage of glucose in your liver. Now, before your body can start breaking down fat cells, we have to deplete the, the energy stores in, in our liver, in our, in our muscles, as far as the glycogen, uh, to get to the point where we can uh, start using fat for energy. So, we understand that uh, uh, your body, if you're following the standard American diet, is using sugar for energy. And if we want to change that, we have to get rid of the uh, quick access uh, to the sugar and the stored sugar. But when we do this, what happens is your body starts looking for a different type of uh, energy, and that's where it goes to the fat cells. Now, if you've ever tried the ketogenic uh, diet, you'll know that there's something called a keto flu. So there's a time period, usually within the first several days, where you'll be feeling tired, weak. And this is where this is uh, playing in part because what happens is your body doesn't all, uh, automatically overnight switch from burning sugar to burning fat. You've been feeding it sugar for years and then all of a sudden you take that away and it's still wanting and still looking for that sugar for energy. So what it does is it's after a few days, that enzyme which I talked about above, the hormone sensitive lipase which breaks down your fat cells for energy, this is where this starts increasing. So when you take away the insulin, the hormone sensitive lipase goes up, it breaks down your fat cells and then it uses the ketone bodies that it that it releases for energy that you'll be able to start using and then that's when you start feeling much better if you've done the ketogenic diet you'll know that within a couple of weeks uh, usually you have more energy so this is where this comes into play that uh, you have lower in uh, lower ins insulin the hormone sense of lipase goes up the, inner, the fat cells get broken down, then you start using ketone bodies for energy. This usually takes around one to two weeks and it's different for everybody, but this is, some, this is how your body starts using its own fat to burn energy and also this is where the weight loss comes in.
So at this point, then we switch from being the sugar burners and now we're fat burners. Correct. Okay. So many other processes are occurring, which um, we're going to be covering in future episodes like our hunger, our fasting, weight loss stalls, those type of things that we'll yeah. cover in the future. So hopefully this gave you a little bit of background. Well, let's, let's break it down. Let's go back. I know that we've given a lot of information, but, but simply said, for when we say keto diet, we are talking about, we want to be your go-to source for the ketogenic diet because we live it. We've helped Many patients, well, you've helped them. I, I give the kind of um, overall um, how to live it. You give the scientific part of it. Um, but we're trying to help people live it. So overall, we're talking about ketogenic diet, um, that it's a healthy way. We're not talking about um, eating a bunch of um, just junk just to get in the not taking in carbs, but just other junk. We're not talking about doing that. We're talking about giving real food and the macros. We're talking about we want, um, what is it, 70? Around 70% fat. Yeah, when you're talking about, like, if you have a, a diet of 2,000 calories, let's just give that example. You're wanting about 70. 70, 75% fat. Fat. 20% protein and 5% carbs. Right, so. So what we've done is, uh, you know, we started doing this several years ago, and where it kind of started was uh, in our own journeys. Uh, You know, both of us wanted to lose a little extra weight, and we were following the things that we thought were tried and true, the eat less, move more. I was doing this with my patients as well, too. Yeah. And, you know, I had people who I know were trying, but they just weren't getting the results. So that led me into researching, okay, w- what's the best way? And uh, through uh, many different uh, theories, many different uh, ideas, this is where it led me. Well, our whole goal too, like like we had said before, it's our health span. It's not just losing weight. It's not just making sure patients are losing weight, but we truly want to feel healthy. We want to feel good. You know. In the future, we'll talk about you know, you know, just um, I have I suffer with migraines, um, you know, joint pains. um, You know, Kevin's had knee surgery in the past. Are we want we want to be healthy and living a life that um, we can enjoy the rest of our life. We don't want to feel bad, and you don't realize sometimes um, how bad you feel until you start feeling uh, until you start feeling good. And so for us, that's why you know we'll never. go well you know i I shouldn't say never but we never i can't imagine ever going off ketogenic um it doesn't mean it's a lifestyle doesn't mean that we never have something that maybe does have a little bit more carbs and we can always address that in the future too you know I, i always like to say it's um not that you can never have something you just have to think what is your daily goals? So, but we just want to uh, encourage people that you can do it, and it's a wonderful lifestyle. Yeah, o- overall, each person has to have what their uh, goal is. Uh, some people, um, if they're really uh, severe diabetic and they have a, right, right. a lot to lose, then yeah, they're going to have to be more strict. 
you know if you get to the point where you've lost weight you're off medicines you feel better then there's uh, times where you can carb cycle so there's some things that we can talk about as well there and especially with females with their menstrual cycle uh, carb cycling is very important yes so you know what we want to do is we, today we hopefully we give you some ideas as far as like what the ketogenic diet is how it loses weight uh, we will try to answer questions each and every time uh, as far as the question of the week and then uh, kind of incorporate that or other things that's going on in our lives and sharing with you uh, that you will be able to use in, in your own life now one thing that uh, we would really appreciate is that uh, if you uh, are liking this uh, podcast we would love for you to subscribe uh, and if you know anybody that would benefit from this you know share it with them uh, we want to get this uh, out to as many people as we can uh, and that's led us to uh, another uh, aspect uh, of our ketogenic life is not only do the, do we do this in the clinic uh, but we also do this online uh, you can visit us at ourketogeniclife.com uh, we have a membership that uh, help guide you there uh, we offer one-on-one -on -one coaching so we want to be your go-to source for anything uh, ketogenic uh, related and and things that will also help uh, increase your health span as time goes on and do we also want to um, say, you know, this is our first podcast. Um, we know that uh, we're going to get better as we do this. Uh, it's kind of odd just sitting here talking to each other and trying to uh, remember what to say and what not to say and, and trying to get everything in quickly. Um, but uh, we do want to end um, our podcast. We um, believe that uh, we are blessed and it is uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ that we give all the praise and glory to. And uh, we want to end with Proverbs 16.3 is um, one of our favorite verses. It's commit to the Lord whatever you do and He will establish your plans and we fully believe that. And so um, we just want to, to thank you again. And Kevin has a few um, disclaimers probably that um, we're going to have to put in there. But yeah. um, Of course, with this right here, uh, we are not uh, establishing any kind of patient-provider uh, relationship. The uh, information in the uh, um, the talk that we uh, had today uh, was just for informational uh, purposes. If you have any medical problems, uh, you know, be sure you talk with your provider before you make any changes, uh, because you know each of us are individual, and uh, you know you may need to adjust uh, uh, some of the things that we talked about today. So uh, if you have questions, don't go on this alone. Uh, you know, talk to your medical provider. Um, we are. Uh, Available, uh, to answer questions but again uh, we are not establishing any kind of patient uh, provider um, relationship but uh, we'll be there to help direct you uh, to the right places uh, our whole goal here is to help each and every one of you uh, live a more healthier life and uh, I know that the choices that you make uh, today will make a better uh, you tomorrow so you guys have a blessed uh, uh, day and we're signing off and we will see you uh, on the uh, next episode.